What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. We still have content coming out. That would be this podcast, of course, and our Dynasty Baseball podcast, the Farmer's Market Dynasty Baseball Show. Go ahead and subscribe to that. Andrew has done a great job if you haven't already done so. Also, rate and review this show and the Dynasty podcast. You can really help us out here at Sports Ethos. It's kind of a downturn for baseball, of course. The season's come to an end. There's still playoffs, but the fantasy world is kind of focused in on football and basketball and maybe even to some extent hockey. So baseball's kind of an afterthought. You guys can help out with that by going ahead and subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show and doing all those great things. If you're not somebody who uses social media, you can, of course, find us Ethos Fantasy BB. But if you're not somebody who uses social media, then you can go to sportsethos.com and get everything directly there. we got a lot of great content across all of our major sports going on. Tons of fun DFS, gambling, team coverage stuff. It's not just fantasy. Uh, there's a lot going on there. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened in the playoffs yesterday. This is what we're going to do for the next kind of week or two until we get to the end of the season. We're going to talk. I mean, I guess it'll be closer to a month. Uh, and we'll mix in some fantasy here and there as well. But I do want to kind of just take some breathers uh, from fantasy as well. We are mixing in content. I'm still tweeting out content, of course. You guys should be following over there. And even on the podcast, right, we are, we are still talking. Uh, I talked on Tuesday about my draft that I'm doing, my early draft. If you guys missed that one, I went through the first 10 picks that I made. Once there's another 10 rounds to go, of course, it is a, a slow draft with a four-hour clock. It, it takes a while. Once there's another 10 picks or so, or maybe once the whole thing is done, I will come back and uh, look at that. And we'll also look at some other fantasy content as well over the next couple of weeks. Start to look at back uh, on certain teams and players and positions. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to break it down yet, if I'm going to review position by position. That's probably how we're going to do it. We did it last year. Worked out pretty well. You guys seem to like that. But that's what we're going to get back to while also mixing in some talk uh, about the, what's going on in the postseason for now. So yesterday, we obviously had the Phillies knock uh, knock the Braves around a little bit. <laughs> 10 to 2 we had two home runs from Bryce Harper, and there was two home runs from Nick Castellanos. There was also uh, one from Brandon Marsh and one from Trey Turner. When you hit six home runs in a ball game, it doesn't really matter. Regular season, postseason, preseason, exhibition game, you're probably going to win the game, and they absolutely did. They also got a great outing from Aaron Nola, five and two-thirds, two earned runs, nine strikeouts, really solid outing from him. Bryce Elder, I was watching the game. At first, he looked pretty good for the first couple of innings, and then he did uh, start to tail off a little bit. I guess it would have been in the third inning when they really started to get to him there. Not great. It was kind of expected a little bit with all the media circus speculation, all the crap. I'm not really going to get into the whole Bryce Harper, Orlando Arcia thing. I think it's pretty pretty stupid, the, uh, the entire thing. There's bad arguments on both sides. There's good arguments on both sides for why this is important, why you should listen to this, why you shouldn't. Also, the whole talk about media in the locker room and if you should be able to to say things as players with media around. It's kind of a gray area, honestly. And as somebody who's like getting into the media spaces, like my my goal as a career, I'm still I'm still a young guy. I'm just about to be 25. My career isn't fully launched yet. What I want to do is be a beat reporter, be a, a beat writer for. I mean, hopefully for the Jays. That's the team I've grown up uh, rooting for and living in Toronto my whole life. But it's not a situation that I'm really sure exactly how I would address. If you are not specifically stated to be on the record, are you on the record? If you just happen to walk by and hear something, is a reporter have the right to report on that without going through it? We also don't even know the exact circumstances. Like, 
was Arcia talking to the reporter or was he talking to somebody else? I, I think there's too much to really speculate on here. I think the whole thing has been overblown a bit. Maybe Bryce Harper, and he probably did, knowing, knowing Bryce Harper, took it as some kind of motivation. And, I mean, whatever it was, uh, whoever reported on it originally, I think it was probably some kind of Braves writer, I guess. Uh, all they did was throw a little bit of gasoline on the fire that is the Phillies in the postseason. We've seen it the last couple of years what they can do. They have the chance to knock off the Braves tonight. I don't know if they're going to do it. It's going to be the same exact pitching matchup we saw in Game 1. Spencer Strider versus Ranger Suarez. The Braves are favored, minus 155 here, which is a decent little favorite. Not like a huge favorite, but, you know, it's not like minus 110. It's, it's minus 155. The books feel pretty confident that they are going to get the victory. It's tricky to say the way that the bats have been going for Philadelphia. Whether or not they will get to Strider is is kind of hard to tell. Strider is prone to those blowups. He just did face this team a few days ago and went seven innings, allowing just one run, striking out eight. Very, very classic Strider outing. Classic good Strider outing. But if he gives them a classic bad Strider outing, because as much as I think he is probably the best pitcher when healthy in baseball outside of Jacob deGrom, it's hard to even count deGrom with how often he pitches. But I think Strider is the, the, the best pitcher in baseball, essentially. He is still somebody that I can say is very pl- uh, prone to giving up some ugly outings. And this Phillies lineup, especially with the way that Harper is swinging the bat, the way that they're all swinging the bat, really, I don't know exactly what to expect there. Now, the other side of that equation is that the last time Ranger Suarez started against this team a few days ago, they were able to shut down the Braves over nine innings. Now, granted, Ranger Suarez only threw three and two-thirds, but then they had one, two, three, four, five, like seven guys come out of the pen. Uh, No, they had, sorry, they had seven total pitchers go in that game, and they were able to shut down the Braves. Remarkable, really. Are they going to be able to do that with that same kind of combination again? Will they have faith in allowing Ranger Suarez to go a little bit farther? He only threw 53 pitches in the last game. Will they go a little bit farther? Will they use the pen a little bit more? I'm really not sure exactly what to expect from Ranger Suarez exactly, but I don't think that they're going to be able to shut out the Braves again. It's a very tall task to shut out this team. So I don't know. I think there will be kind of a balancing effect of Strider probably won't be as sharp as we saw in that first game just because of the natural variance that can be Strider as great as he is. Again, I could be wrong there. That's just my my general prediction is that he'll probably give up maybe three runs, probably give you like seven innings, but three runs. And again, they'll probably come with like 10 strikeouts or 11 strikeouts. But I also think that we're going to see the Braves offense do a lot more than they did in game one when they did get shut out. I don't think Ranger Suarez is a bad pitcher. I think Ranger Suarez is a very good pitcher. I've talked about him on the podcast for the last couple of years since its inception because that's kind of the the time frame when he has been a a viable fantasy asset. I've really liked him a lot. That being said, I don't think he's good enough to go to this team and you know shut them down again, albeit over three innings, four innings, two innings. This team is just too strong, and I don't think that they will be shut down again uh, by the combination of Suarez and a bunch of relievers. As good as the relievers are, this team is just too potent to really hold down. We've talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. But if you look at every single offensive metric there is, they were first. They were they were first by a, by a long shot. They had the National League all-time record for home runs. They had the highest ever slugging percentage by a team in Major League Baseball. They were ridiculous. 845 OPS as a team. They averaged 10 hits a game, nearly six runs. Batted 276 as a team. Like They were just all across the board just ridiculous. To shut them down, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. And they kind of shut them down yesterday as well, only allowing two earned runs to this team. I mean, that's... 
that's pretty much nothing. There was an Ozzy Albies RBI single, and there was an Orlando Arcia single as well. Are they going to be able to keep these guys from hitting home runs today? I would probably wager that, that they're not going to be able to do that. <clears throat> so I am going to predict that the Braves are probably going to be able to pull this one out. I, I think that they are going to push it to a game five. It's a shame that we won't get seven games. It's just a shame that the way the division series works. This is a matchup that is very worthy of having it go like a longer series. I know there's a lot of talk, and we've talked about it on the show should there be longer playoff series? We talked about it yesterday. Should there be longer playoff series shorter? Should the regular season be shorter and the playoffs longer or whatever? I don't want to get into it again, but I do think that we are kind of depriving ourselves of great uh, seven-game series when it comes to matchups like this because the Phillies and the Braves, this is uh, something that could be a lot of fun if we did have seven games. And it's been a lot of fun regardless, and that's something that we need to also look at is that there's been a lot of complaining on both sides about from everybody, really, about how – format's not good they should have more time off they should have less time off they shouldn't do the playoff game all this complaining without realizing we've actually seen a lot of really good baseball since the playoffs started over the last couple weeks it has been a really good couple weeks of baseball even if it hasn't been the chalky way that the bookmakers and that we all expected it to go it's still been a very fun couple weeks so we just got to keep that in mind as we uh, as we go through our process here as fans and not get too too upset one way or the other like I said yesterday just let it play out. Just let the entire process play out. And I think at the end of the day, everybody will be pretty happy with the way it goes. Because that's usually the way that it does happen. People are generally pretty satisfied at the end of the season. They're not usually that mad like we've seen over these last couple of days. So I think everybody just needs to kind of cool off and we'll see it uh, return to the status quo over the next couple of weeks or so. Now, the other couple of things that happened yesterday were a couple of teams moved on. Of course, the Astros beat the Twins. Not unexpected. And the Diamondbacks swept the Dodgers, which was pretty unexpected. I think you, you, I'm not sure what the series odds were coming in, but you definitely made some good money if you bet the Diamondbacks. Certainly if you made some kind of alternate wager and bet them to sweep the series, uh, you came away looking pretty good there. I want to say, because I'm going to talk about the Astros, but I do want to mention the Twins that, you know, Twins fans are going to be probably upset. And I I see a little bit, I'm not anywhere near Twins Twitter, really. There's a couple people I follow who are like Twins reporters and people who are involved with twins and whatnot but I'm not I'm not really involved with them but I've seen a lot of tweets come across my timeline from twins fans really upset with the team and the way that the year turned out it's kind of hard to be upset the way the way it turned out like they lost three to two yesterday a one-run game to go away to this team is really not anything to be that upset about it was a game where it was literally just home runs or four home runs hit that was the only scoring it's just kind of random and we're going to talk about that a little bit in a second as well they also lost another game in the series, 6-4, to four, right? There's another two-run game. Anything can happen in those one- or two-run games. I know they were down in that game, and they came back. But still, I mean, it was a 5-4 a to four game at one point. Like, anything can happen in the postseason. If I'm, a, if I'm a Twins fan, I'm pretty happy with the way that the year turned out altogether. I think that it should be looked at as a success, absolutely, uh, the Astros are a team that's kind of inevitable. I, I've talked about it. Everybody's kind of talked about it. This is their seventh straight appearance in the American League Championship Series. Seven straight. There's no shame in going out to a team that is that dominant of a dynasty for so long. And I've heard it talked about uh, on ESPN Radio yesterday and the day before. It was Buster Olney just saying it's kind of gotten boring for the Astros. Like it's 
which is a crazy thought. Every team in baseball pretty much is going to be incredibly happy with making even one championship series appearance over the span of five years or even a decade. As a Jays fan, if we had one championship series appearance in the last five or ten years, I'd be happy. A lot of teams would take that. Seven in the course of seven years is ridiculous, but they're kind of getting bored with it. That's how dominant this team is. It doesn't really matter the individual players every single season. There are small changes. There have been big changes. If you look at the team that won World Series in 2017 versus the team now, there is some overlap, but there's, you know, Kyle Tucker wasn't there. Jordan Alvarez wasn't there. Pena wasn't there. Like, there's a lot of new pieces, fresh blood that has come in and been incredible. So you gotta just got to tip your cap to them. Um, they are in, they are an amazing team. As much as I am, you know, pro- pretty convinced that they're still not not still. I'm convinced still in my head that they're cheaters. Um, not that they are cheating. No, don't. If there's Astros fans listening, don't get, don't get all upset. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think they're cheating anymore. But I think that they definitely cheated. And there's people who will say, well, it was only a couple people, and a lot of them were against it. It's like, I, okay, I, I I don't even really want to get into it. They're a team that I'm not really inclined to root for because of the the past there. I'm someone who would prefer it. You know, I'm not a big Barry Bonds fan. I'm not a big Sosa, Maguire, Clemens fan. I would prefer the game to be played without shenanigans, without bullshit, without any kind of cheating. So I'm not inclined to root for those players or those teams that are involved in that kind of thing. But that being said, you got to respect this team. You you have to you have to just tip your cap and just see how long they've done it for and. You know, there is natural variance in the playoffs, which makes it even that more impressive that over these last seven division series, they have been able to win every single one. And I think go to four worlds, three, four world series, whatever it is. And, you know, in all likelihood, they're probably going to go through Texas and go to another one. That'll be the next challenge for them will be the American League Championship Series. It starts on Sunday at eight o'clock Eastern, uh, Texas and Houston. Of course, Houston will have the home field advantage there. Um I, I just have to think that it's going to be Houston coming away with it. And my predictions, by the way, just full transparency, have been horrible in this postseason. They have been, for the most part, very off. <laughs> so take this with a grain of salt. But I do think that Houston is going to walk through Texas in probably five games. Like, maybe six. Maybe they get it to six. But I don't know that Texas is going to be able to keep up there. Imagine if Texas had Scherzer and DeGrom healthy. I know I've said it a few times. Everybody said it. If there was full strength firepower on both sides, uh, that would be making it a little bit more, a lot more interesting, I think. And then you might say it's a seven game series, but I think it's probably five at best, six game series, and Houston is going to take it there and probably go to another uh, World Series. The last, the last thing that happened yesterday though was the Diamondbacks knocking off the Dodgers. This one is kind of hard to say if it was expected or not. The momentum coming into the game, you kind of felt, especially with the game being in Arizona, that there was a good chance the Diamondbacks were going to come away with this. But then you also, again, have to go back to what I've said a lot of times, the random luck factor of the postseason. Now, Lance Lynn is somebody that I stood by for a good portion of the year, probably to a fault. There was a time when he was absolutely terrible. As soon as he got traded to the Dodgers, it looked really promising for five starts or so, and then it kind of fell off again. Overall, 573 ERA, 139 whip. It was a bad year. I thought over one start, he might be able to do something. I wasn't, I wasn't really convinced one way or the other. I didn't really have a strong opinion uh, coming into yesterday of Lance Lynn. But he gave up four home runs in one inning. It, it was incredible. Perdomo, Marte, Christian Walker, and then Gabriel Moreno, who hits one foul that's the distance for a home run, ruled a uh, foul ball, and then immediately hits another home run. 
uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's a legitimate home run. Uh, just incredible luck. Again, I don't want to take anything away from the players, but that is what it comes down to over these small sample sizes. You, you're not going to see a team hit four home runs in one inning very often. It's it's incredibly rare unless you're playing MLB The Show and you turn the, the hitting difficulty down to rookie or beginner or whatever the lowest one is. You're not going to really see it happen. That being said, the Dodgers didn't really deserve it either. They're not a team that gave you anything offensively this these last couple of games. They have done nothing. They scored six runs in the series. They were they were terrible. I think Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman were one of 21. They didn't really get anything from their pitchers. They didn't get anything out of Kershaw, of course. He got a third of an inning. Bobby Miller was like, what was it, two innings? A third, a two, an inning and two-thirds or something? Like They got the combined total of innings pitched from their three starters in the series that you would have wanted from any one of them on a given day. I think they probably combined for like five innings or something, which is even then you're probably like undershooting what you'd hope for from a starting pitcher in the postseason. Then again, we are seeing you know Joe Ryan get pulled after two innings, and we, are, we do see Jose Barrios get pulled after three innings. So maybe you don't need longevity in the postseason anymore, but you certainly need better than what the Dodgers got. So it wasn't really that surprising to me that they were knocked off. Now you have the Diamondbacks sitting there pretty, waiting uh, to go to this National League Championship Series. I don't, I'm don't. i not looking at any stats right now off the top of my head, but I don't know that they've been to a championship series since they won the World Series in 2001. I'm not 100% sure there, but they're not a team that's had a lot of success. Um, they eh, Maybe they did somewhere in the early 2010s or something, but I, I don't think so. They're not a team that has had a lot of success. It is good to see... Uh, the Young Snakes or whatever it is that their nickname is uh, have an incredible season like they have. They're going to have time over these next couple of days to get their pitching right. I'm assuming we're probably going to see Gallon in the first game. That would be my my guess. I'm pretty sure we had uh, Brandon Fott went yesterday. I assume it would be Gallon, so they're starting off from the top of their rotation with a couple days rest. We know how how taboo the whole subject of a couple days rest is this postseason, but it should do them uh, pretty well getting to reset their pitching like that. Again, you never know, but you'll take that over having to start your third or fourth guy because you're out of pitchers. So going to be a lot of fun. Again, uh, if you got any questions, fantasy-related or anything like that, I am working on projections and early rankings for next season as I am in my draft, which makes it kind of difficult because I haven't finished my my rankings and projections fully, so I'm kind of just drafting based on, you know, <laughs> the look of uh, a fan graphs page at the moment and certain metrics that I'm looking into. And it's not a perfect picture. So we're hoping this team turns out well, you never know with an early draft, uh, but I am in the still in fully immersed in fantasy baseball. So you guys have any questions, if it's keeper related for the off season, if it's anything for next season, if you're a degenerate like I am, and you're already, already thinking about your drafts, uh, then hit me up over on Twitter at Joe or 99. Also at Ethos Fantasy BB, that's where these podcasts are posted from, all of our other content. I've said it a few times, but the writers are taking a couple weeks off. We're going to get back in the content mode uh, on the written side in the next few weeks, so be on the lookout there. And of course, check out sportsethos.com, guys. That's where everything comes from. That's the source of all of the great work we have here on the site and everything you see on Twitter. That's where it comes from, so make sure you guys are checking it out. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. We'll see what happens tonight uh, with the Braves and with the Phillies. But until then, guys, take care. Have a great night, and cheers.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.